Hashtag Fat Side Up. Tweet to Bill at Bill is King to enter the arena of ideas. Busy and you lose track. Said there's a lot of things to talk to him about. Catch, how you doing, sir? Wow, I'm, it's good to be back with you, Bill. I always love doing the show. A million things to talk about, but since it's relatively like 24 hours fresh, even though the rumor's been out there, what do you know about AD Mitchell? What's happening there with the Georgia receiver? It sounds like there may be a flirtation. You know, I. It's one of these things that I think we have to have an honest dialogue about in the world of college football in 2023 is that with the advent of NIL, you've got guys who have lawyers and agents and handlers and people. And I, I think that it's been discussed behind the scenes for a while that he's a guy that might have entered into the portal for a number of reasons. I think, um, you know, real recent you've heard about a family situation that being closer to the state of texas might be something he's got a young child if i'm not mistaken nil dollars is a really real thing and from what i can gather you know in theory if if he ends up at texas texas may be able to put together an nil package uh that's better than what georgia does and talking to people from georgia over the course of just people covering the program over the course of the last couple of days, it seems like there's some limitations inside the Georgia program with regards to NIL that, um, that Texas doesn't quite have. If you look back to what Texas did a year ago in the transfer portal, almost every single one of those guys that Texas signed a year ago, not just Quinn Ewers, everybody, Diamante Tucker Dorsey came from Florida A&M, uh, And he got like over a quarter of a million dollars in NIL. So I think there's that component of that. And there have also been conversations that back in December that he had noticed that Georgia, this kid had noticed that Georgia had added a couple of receivers in the passing game. Look at Lovett and Ra-Ra Thomas. And so um, Sarkeesian's offense, this kid hasn't quite broken out. There's a lot of things that you added all up together. Uh, but I think the NIL thing is something that can't be ignored. Um, and, there, you know, it's funny because I've seen people on the Georgia message boards and on social media, it's like tampering. And it's like, well, you guys got a commitment from Ra Ra Thomas like five seconds after he announced in the portal, like this is what we get in college football in 2023. And what we try to pretend sometimes is that we don't want to say the quiet part out loud, which is, the rules are supposed to be that the contact doesn't begin uh, until they enter the portal, and rarely is that the case. And so you and I can have a conversation where we're like, well, he'll enter the portal potentially, and then there will be conversations. But when you have agents and you have handlers and you have lawyers and they're allowed to contact people because they've got license through NIL, it just – it becomes a situation where we either have honest conversation or we pretend. And I think that the reality is, is that, you know, I don't know. The thing is I've heard of Barry and Brown from Kentucky 
was a guy that I had been hearing for a while was going to enter the portal, and it just didn't happen. So the thing with AD is that it, AD Mitchell is that it looks like this is going to be a situation where it's been rumored for a long time, and now it's actually going to happen. And this has he he becomes one of the more high profile guys to enter the portal this year. There weren't a lot. There weren't as many high-level names. Last year you had Jameer Gibbs, Jordan Addison, um, Caleb Williams, obviously. There have been some decent players that have hit the portal, but it it hasn't been the free-for-all that I thought it would, mainly because I think schools have done a really good job of taking care of their own guys in NIL, and maybe that just hasn't happened enough um, to A.D. Mitchell's liking and and that may be one of the reasons why he if he enters and i think the expectations are that he will uh, i think that will be one of the reasons it would be the elephant in the room catch when i see people on twitter post tampering it's so irritating that's about like me accusing you of having not fully stopped at a stop sign i mean <laughs> i mean that's it's just ridiculous right i mean tampering it's happening your school's tampering if you're not tampering you're not trying right now everybody's poaching i mean it's just so silly <laughs> and, and 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 the thing is it's you know we instinctively in recruiting for so long right. it's been kind of like the bad guys and the good guys and texas a&m deals with this right ever they got that recruiting class a year ago, and everybody wanted to point the finger at them and say that, oh, you guys are cheating because you're paying players. And I'm like, everybody's paying players. Like, what we're arguing about now is when the kids get the money. Because, you know, what I've always heard from Texas is they want to do it the right way. Well, now NIL has created this this idea that there's a right way of doing it. But nobody really agrees on it because nobody – most people haven't really come to terms with the fact that these players are really getting paid. Like, it's actually happening. And it is not contingent upon autographs and jerseys and the type of things that – when NIL was discussed in, the, in its infancy, it was like, well, these guys should be able to take, it, be able to take advantage of their likeness, but – What's really transpired is there's a real marketplace for what a, a, a talent is worth. Texas, for instance, needs a wide receiver, a big, lanky, tall, um, athletic wide receiver that they can put opposite of Xavier Worthy that can be a big play specialist, that can take some pressure off of Worthy in the passing game. They did not have that player this year because Isaiah Nayor, a player – who went through the portal a year ago and was committed to Tennessee and only flipped from Tennessee to Texas because Texas create showed him a better pathway to make more money, right? You got to, I, I don't know the right way to, to, to phrase this where it falls under NCAA rules, but he figured out, Oh, I can make more money. It's been explained to me. I can make more money at Texas and NIL through Tennessee. So he flipped back to Texas. That's the, Oh, that's, that's why they got Isaiah Nayor. But then he tore his ACL in the in, in training camp in August, and there was this big void all season long that they didn't have. 
if A.D. Mitchell ends up at Texas, this is them trying to fill that need a second time, and the portal has created a pathway where if you've got an NIL program in place that has the funds available to do it, you can get yourself some really good players. And, you know, I just – we're, we're having a conversation about this, and we're talking about it and the way that it, it actually happens. And most people in the sport aren't ready for that. Because, again, Georgia literally got two of the best wide receivers in the portal this year committed to them, right? So, I mean, Dominic Levitt is, is signed, and obviously Ra Thomas from Mississippi State – those things didn't happen by accident. The first time someone from Georgia spoke to those players did not occur after those kids entered their names into the portal. Every kid's got representation now. And what you often see, I brought up Barry and Brown, because what I think happened there is that kid had handlers and, and agents and lawyers, from what I hear, allegedly. And I think those guys were doing their job. I don't think Barry and Brown wanted to leave Kentucky. But if you're going to have an agent, you're going to have somebody who's in charge of your NIL and maximizing your value, they're going to look around. They're going to shop you. They're going to try to figure out how can we make this guy the most amount of money because we want to get our cut and the most amount of money we can get. And so there are these conversations that take place in the shadows behind the scenes, and that's just the way that it is these days. And and I understand that Georgia fans of A.D. Mitchell does end up in the portal like everybody expects at this point, including Georgia people. I mean, they were really a little bit late to the party. I was reaching out to my Georgia contacts yesterday, and I was like, yo, are you guys, are you guys hearing this? Because I think this thing's going to happen pretty quickly now. And the first thing that I heard when I reached out to a couple of people was, yeah, we heard about it in December, but it all kind of went away. And I was like, I don't think it's gone away. I think you guys need to check. And then when they checked, they were like, yeah, this thing, we're hearing that it's going to happen and that he's already met with Kirby Smart and that this thing's pretty far down the road in terms of the direction that it's heading. There's just no accidents in college football. And I think that uh, I think a lot of us still want to pretend that there are. Catch, I want to talk Arch Manning, but let me just ask you about Chris Beard and what went down there. If you can give me a minute or two on that. Jeff, too, asked sure. about it, too. But they fired him. We all know the story. But is there – because at one point after the story was reported about the incident, before he got fired, there were some other stories that said the story doesn't quite match up, but then apparently it did because they fired him. The bottom line is – Texas officials feel like some line was crossed, that some physicality occurred in, 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 in what happened, and they couldn't put their head on their pillow at night and sleep given the circumstances. And, and, a, lot, and you know, a lot of the de- – there aren't really a lot of details outside of the police report that we know, but I think one of the things from the police report was that Chris Beard told the police officer that – He had proof that there was a video that would exonerate him from these charges. The police asked, hey, can we see that? He said no. The sense I got is that Texas did the exact same thing. Hey, do you have some evidence that completely clears you? And the answer to that was it seems like is no. Um, And I think that Texas officials were really uncomfortable with the – they feel like the, the alleged victim in this case, in this situation, his fiance, they feel like he was she was put up 
to put out a statement that she kind of makes herself the issue, that he was defending himself, uh, that it was self-defense, that, that you know, that I think there's some – it was the Ray Rice – it was Texas's version of the Ray Rice situation where it's like, let's put the alleged victim – she didn't go get up on a stage, but she's the only one that has ever issued a statement that's ever said anything at all. My understanding was that Texas officials were really uncomfortable about that. It did not help out Chris Beard. And at the end of the day, there's still a situation that occurred where it, from their estimation, again, some level of physicality they believe occurred, and there was just no coming back for Chris Beard from that. Now, I think this thing will work out. I think eventually the charges will be either weakened or completely dismissed. I think legally probably be okay. I bet he's back to coaching major college basketball in a year or two. Like, I mean, let's let's not kid ourselves. He's really good at his job, and and somebody will hire him. Uh, but it wasn't going to be Texas. They just weren't going to keep him. How big of a threat is Arch Manning to Quinn Ewers this year? Significant. Arch Quinn Ewers. Look, because here, here's the thing: if you ask anybody in the Texas program who they think starts for the program in 2024. Everybody believes that it's Arch Manning. Arch Manning didn't come to Texas to wait three years to be the starting quarterback. The plan was Quinn Ewers is going to be awesome. He'll stay for two years, go to the NFL, and that would allow Arch Manning to show up, take a redshirt year, and then in year two the the starting quarterback job is his. Well, Quinn Ewers didn't have a freshman season, which was his second year of eligibility, that would lead you to believe that the NFL is imminently in front of him. So we've got this in-between season, and I just feel like, look, Quinn Ewers is either going to play so well that he can then go off to the NFL, or he's not going to play well enough and Arch Manning could potentially take the job. So, and, and keep in mind, Arch Manning didn't make the decision to enroll early at Texas until after it became evident that Quinn Ewers was struggling. It's really when, it, when he first committed, there's a lot of talk about redshirting because the anticipation was, well, Quinn Ewers is just going to hold this down for, for two seasons, and then it's Arch's turn. I think the decision by – this is just my opinion. Nobody from the Arch Manning family, uh, the Manning family at all, has said this, but actions sometimes speak louder than words. And it wasn't until things started to go a little bit sideways for Quinn Ewers, and it was apparent that he's probably going to have to compete for this job in 2024. That Arch Manning decided, I'm not going to, I'm not going to play high school basketball this season, which he did, which he had done throughout the rest of his high school career. I'm not going to go to prom. I'm, that's it. I'm coming to Texas early, and there are no accidents in this world. He can't. He is at Texas, I think, to compete for the job. And, Arch, and, and Quinn Ewers has got to play better because in 2024, Arch Manning, come hell or high water, is almost certain to be the starting quarterback for the University of Texas. What happens in 2023 to get us there, I have no idea how it unfolds, but I can tell you that Quinn Ewers and I think his representation, his lawyers, his agent, his family, I think they feel it too. Catch. Good stuff, bud. Good talking to you, man. You got it. You guys have a great rest of the week.